Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. It's International Face Your Fears Day, Tony. What are you most scared of? I'm Tony Kornheiser. Spiders, snakes, Twitter. Twitter. Okay, yeah. Okay, one of those doesn't belong. Spiders, snakes, Twitter? I got. Twitter. Yeah. Really? No, you do Twitter. You do it. I don't yeah. do it. I don't do any social media. I know. I'm you well do aware. all of it. I know. You know. You and it's Charles okay. you Barkley, can speak for me. The two most famous people in America who don't believe in social media. Yeah, well, if I you wanted to lose my job by 7 o'clock, I would do it. <laughs> Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, the Chiefs beat the Raiders, the NFL has roughing the passer problems, and the Yankees and Dodgers make their playoff debuts tonight. But we begin today with the Phillies beating the Braves in game one of their NLDS barely. Philly jumped on Max Fried for two runs in the top of the first and never gave up the lead, though Matt Olson made it close with a three-run homer in the bottom of the ninth Ooh. to get it to 7-6. So, Wilbon, how big a deal is Philly's Game 1 win? Well, Tom, winning Game 1 is a bigger deal in a best-of-five series, you know, best three of five, than it would be in a best-of-seven. We're not the best-of-seven yet. We're best three of five. And so one gives you, you know, it's not like best two of three, but it's still there's a certain urgency about this. Like, you come out the next yeah. day, and particularly when you're at home and you're the defending champs, you got to feel like you're in a must-win situation if you're Atlanta. And so, you know what, Tony? I just wonder, because I don't think either one of us necessarily believes all that much in momentum in baseball. But when, I mean, when you get, when Olsen hits that home run and you climb to within a run and you have another hard hit ball in that half an inning and you're closing in on Philly, which has, you know, been known in his history to give it up a little bit. Maybe, I don't know. Does that mitigate it any? Not much at all? But I, 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 don't, I don't think it's, so I don't the Braves are in trouble yeah. yet. I'm not going that far. I'll go to recent history. Okay. I'll go to game two between Seattle and Toronto and the comeback that was made by Seattle. So when Matt Olson hits that home run yeah. today, you think to yourself, okay, the next guy's coming up, and he's going to hit a home run as well, and they're going to win this game. I follow this division because the team I root for, the Washington Nationals, is in this division. Um, I know that most people don't think Philadelphia is very good at all. I think they're... I like them. When they fired Joe Girardi, they took off. They got hitters in the everyday lineup. They got Harper. They got Hoskins. They've got Schwarber, who gets 100 home runs. They got Real Muto. They're a pretty good team. What is interesting to me about the baseball playoffs so far is how many road teams win the first game. I I mean, there's only one series so far. The home team, Cleveland, won. It was road teams won everything else. And I'm curious as to why that happened. But I'll say this, Mike. This is a division series with two teams from the same division. They play each other 19 19 times times every single year. So no matter what the record is during the course of the regular season, even the losing team's not scared. They know them so well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so 11-8 and is no big deal. I don't see 
I don't see anybody walking into a division series against a team that finished ahead of them, even by 15 or 20 games, and being afraid because they know the personnel so well. Tony, that's so true. I'm not that surprised. But I'm not surprised that road teams winning because baseball home field means so much less than the NBA and NFL sports. and even the that's NHL right. where goaltending right. can skew it. It doesn't skew it like good pitching, right? Even though there wasn't a whole lot of that that's right. in game one. Let's move to the National Football League and the Chiefs beating the Raiders last night by one. The Raiders jumped out to a 17-0 lead before the Chiefs began their comeback. Las Vegas head coach Josh McDaniel elected to go for that two-point conversion to take the lead with four and a half to play in the game, but the attempt failed. Do you back McDaniel's decision to go for the lead, Tony, rather than the tie? No, no, no. I was against what happened, and I will concede that I'm not just old school, I'm old. Okay, so I bring a lot of history to making a decision like this. But let's look at this. There's, there's four and a half minutes left in the game. There's no particular urgency at that point. Let's take best case scenario, Mike. Best case scenario, they make the two-point conversion, they go up by one point. They have to give the ball right back to the Chiefs who have Patrick Mahomes, who are at home. And so maybe you can envision them going down the field and kicking a winning field goal late in the game. The worst case scenario, which is what happened, is you're losing and you have to give the ball back to the Chiefs anyway. So you, you put yourself in a hole that I don't think you have to do. I'd have kicked it. I'd have said to my defense, go out there stop them, get us the ball back in a tie game. That's what I would have done. Yeah, that's how I grew up too, Tony. But I will say this. I didn't think that, look, coaches going for some of these two-point conversions, common sense never seems to play into it anymore. They all just resort to immediately, well, analytics says you do this. Get garbage. Yeah. It's garbage, okay? Because the analytics in which some simulator does it 10,000 times doesn't have your back and your quarterback and your play sheet and what you're calling and your temperament and your psychology and your emotion if your guys have choked in six of the last nine close games. It doesn't have any of that. So I don't want to hear analytics made me do it. That's just a lazy lie. Now, I wasn't all that against it in this case, Tony, because like you said, we thought the Raiders were going to get the ball back, and they did. All right. And they had a play yeah, in which did. receivers they run did. into each other when somebody in that single coverage is likely to be open enough to at least extend and they didn't do it. So I don't think it was the worst thing. But Tony, coaches just seem to be nuts. Now, head coaches, so we've seen when it this comes this to two-point conversions. We saw a rookie coach, Nathaniel Hackett of Denver, do this earlier in the year, and you roasted him. Yes. You, among others, you roasted him. I did. We saw John Harbaugh do this. Didn't get roasted because he's won a Super Bowl, although I was tempted to roast him. And now we see Josh McDaniels do this. And as a head coach now in the NFL, as a head coach, not as an assistant on Patriot teams with all those rings. As a head coach, want to get the number exact, I think he's lost something like 21 out of his last 27 games. How about those analytics? How about that? (laughs) What are we doing here? Holmes. What are we doing? Let's stay with the Chiefs-Raiders game. And move to the issue surrounding roughing the passer. Patrick Mahomes was slung to the ground once, got no call. Mm. Derek Carr was overwhelmed by Chris Jones and fumbled the ball, but Jones was flagged for landing on Carr with his full body weight. Wilbon, Jones called for reviews of roughing calls because they're not reviewed now. Do you agree with him? Tony, I understand the logic. And Troy Aikman immediately last night, you know, I, I love Troy Aikman listening to him, and I know you do too. Troy called for this. I do. Same thing. And Tony... Immediately, I sort of nodded. 
I, I, and I understand, I, by the way, I really like Chris Jones and listening to Chris Jones of the Chiefs as well. I get it because they they got to be frustrated. You play this game on the defensive side. You earn your paycheck that way. And they give you this garbage because they're trying to protect the pretty boy quarterbacks. And that's all this is about. That's all this is about. I understand it, but I don't think it solves anything, Tone. What are you going to review? What are you going to say if you review that play? They're going to find some reason to justify throwing that flag because they want to throw it because they don't give a damn about Chris Jones. They only care about the quarterback. And so I understand the need to feel to do something, but I don't think this is going to correct anything that we're talking about. Do you? Yeah. We can go back and forth on this. This stems from Tua being concussed the other day. And there's a reaction to that in the NFL. And I think many people would say it is an overreaction at the moment. It's an overreaction. But you sit here day after day and you say the NFL doesn't care about player safety. And yet I think this is a player safety issue. And then you rail against the fact that the defender gets called for this. By the technical letter of the law, the defender is supposed to get called for this. I think this this is different than Brady for me. Because there's a fumble here, Mike. That ball is out. People, when the ball is out, everybody rushes for the ball. And if you fall on somebody, that's, to me, that's the way it goes. So I would not, even though it is technically the letter of the law, I would not have penalized uh, the Chiefs in this particular case. I mean, I I wouldn't have done it. But I will tell you, the NFL is going to meet, and they're going to do something because they know that this is a problem. If I were the NFL, this is what I would release. And I wrote it down. Give me 10 seconds. We need to protect our players. We know this is a contact sport. We know the basis of our game is physical contact, but we need to try and make our sport as safe as possible. We may be overcorrecting here, but it's better that we err on the side of caution. We'll go back to the drawing board on this, you know, but we will keep trying to keep our players as safe as possible. You may not believe a word of it. No, I don't. But from a public relations no, standpoint, that's, all it is. that's what they're going to have to do. Because they hide behind it because they're not trying they're to protect Chris Jones. They're not trying to protect the dude to sack Tom Brady. They don't give a damn. Chris Jones doesn't need protection. Really? Chris Jones is a great player. Pretty boy quarterbacks favored by Tony Kornheiser. They get protection. You don't care about it either. And I'm glad you're reflecting what they think. All quarterbacks and all running backs and all wide receivers Eh, eh. who are the object of violent collisions, Eh. all of them Eh. need protection. Don't tell me it's pretty boy quarterbacks. All of them. Let's take a break. Coming up, do the Guardians, who exactly are the Guardians? Do the Guardians (laughs) and the Yankees face more pressure as their series starts tonight? I mean, the Spiders. Cleveland, what are you doing? Guardians. And would you rather have the momentum of the Padres or the Dodgers toss up this next? They should be the Spiders. They just change it to the Spiders. They already had that. They've already had the Spiders. Richmond is the Spiders. Wait, Richmond is the Spiders. Only people in the Mid-Atlantic know that. Pardon the interruption is presented by the refreshing taste of twisted tea, hard iced tea. Please drink responsibly. Part of happy hour. Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part? Each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. 
Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. Welcome back to Pardon the Interruption, brought to you by Twisted Tea, part of Happy Hour. It's time for Toss Up. Two men enter, one man leaves, finishes the show, then stays up past his bedtime to watch nonstop baseball until he finally falls asleep on the couch at about a quarter to eight. What's first? Toss-up, who has more pressure to win tonight's game one, the Guardians or the Yankees? The Yankees because of Garrett Cole. They trotted him out last year in a wild card against Boston, faced 12 batters. Let me get these numbers correct. Four hits, Mike, two walks and three earned. He lasted two innings. The Yankees paid him $324 million. I believe it's the largest amount of money ever paid over the course of a contract to a pitcher, and they need him to be better than that. There's, you know, Cleveland, there's no pressure on Cleveland. Nobody knows who's on Cleveland. Yeah, it's right. not low profile. It's no yeah, profile. That's right. So the answer to this is the pressure is on Garrett Cole and the Yankees. I'm not even going to say it's on Garrett Cole. It's on the Yankees. The expectations are on a team that for the first third of the season was compared to 1927. All right? That's right. Nobody even right. knows what Cleveland's team's name is. It ought to be the Spiders. <laughs> it used to be the Indians. And now they got this, this stupid name, the Guardians, and there's no pressure. I mean, maybe in Cleveland there is. Tony, you know what's fun, though? I'm going to say this. To, no. I was in Cleveland when they played the Cubs in 16. And Cleveland's a great place to go for big-time sports. I mean, I've been there for a million LeBron games. I've been there for big-time Browns games. I've been there for the the Cleveland Indians, and it's a cool place to go to watch sports, and they take it very seriously. But it ain't the Yankees. There's no expectations no. like the Yankees. No. Therefore, there's no pressure like the Yankees. Cleveland's a great place to go it for sports It is a great place to summer. watch sports. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not necessarily summer. in the winter. What's next? Toss-up, whose momentum would you rather have tonight, the Padres or the Dodgers? Okay, the Dodgers have no momentum. They have been resting for a week. The Padres have momentum coming out of the Mets series, but as the great Earl Weaver said, depending on what day you're talking about, momentum is today's starting pitcher. So let's see who the starting pitchers are. The Dodgers have Julio Arias, who is 17-7 and with a 2-1-6 ERA. Right? And the Padres yeah. have Mike Clevenger, who is 7-7 and with a 4-3-3 ERA. So who do you want? The Dodgers have won, I believe, 23 of their last 28 games head-to-head with the Padres. And that's domination, Holmes. I, 
I'm not saying that they're definitely going to win, but they want to win tonight because after Clevenger, they will face Darvish and Snell and Musgrove. And, and, and Mike, everything favors the Dodgers. That's yeah, as far as I'll go. It does, Tony. Any one of the Dodgers could just walk out there, point to the Padres and say, we own you. They could go straight, right. you know, number 12 in Green Bay. We own them because they baby. do own them. They own them. You mentioned the record. I mean, just this year alone, Tony. So, look, it favors the Dodgers. But I'm, I'm, I'm going to look at something else. And I must say, Clevenger, of course, is the worst of the four starting pitchers the Padres are going to throw out there. That's right. Because they're going to get the Darvish, That's Snell, right. and Musgrove. And they've been pretty good That's already. Right. Well, Snell wasn't great in his start. The other two have been great. Um, Tony, I think the Padres have got a real chance, despite being dogs against the Padre, against the Dodgers and being owned by them. I think the Padres, we talked about this a week ago, and yeah. we said which one of you like the which team would we you think like the could sustain something? Right. We and both said, said the Padres because right. of this pitching. That's right. All right. That's right. All right. And it's all true. Yeah. But the Dodgers are yes. the best team in own baseball. Them. So we'll them. see. Let's yes. take one last break. Still to come, is everything good with the Chargers following head coach Brandon Staley's nearly disastrous Ugh. decision Brandon on Staley. Sunday? Are you serious with him? LaMelo Ball left last night's preseason game with an ankle injury. How big a deal is that? I see you went to the glasses. You went to the glasses. I've been going to the glasses for Very 15 impressive. years. What are you talking about? I guess I. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Pardon the Interruption is presented by the refreshing taste of Twisted Tea Hard Iced Tea. Please drink responsibly. Part of Happy Hour. Happy time, people. Happy 28th birthday, T.J. Watt. The T.J. stands for Trent Jordan. T.J. is the younger brother of J.J. and Derek Watt, and he's the incumbent NFL Defensive Player of the Year. Last year, he tied Michael Strahan for the long-accepted 
record of 22 and a half sacks. He landed on the a quarterback. Steelers drafted Watt with the 30th pick in the draft in 2017, and he quickly became a feared pass rusher at linebacker. Watt has missed eight games for the Steelers. They're 0-8 without him. 0-4 this year after Watt tore a pectoral muscle. Ugh. Watt is expected to be back around Ugh. week 10. He will miss this Sunday's game against Tampa Bay, so he can't get a roughing call against Tom Brady. No. And Tony, as great as he is, can he go ahead of any of these guys? Joe Green, Jack Lambert, Elsie Greenwood, Mel Blunt, Dwight White, Jack Ham, Troy Palomalu. You going to put him ahead of any of them? And if I forgot somebody, I'm sorry. I know Hans Weger will call me and say, you forgot so-and-so. Huh? He going Steelers, ahead of them? Totally built they all got yellow defense. jacket guys, totally right? Aren't those defense. yellow jacket guys yeah, the Steelers, no, huh? All of them. All of them. All of them. Happy anniversary, Deion Sanders. On this day 30 years ago, primetime faced Dan Marino in the Falcons' 21-17 loss to the Dolphins in Miami. Then he jumped on a private plane provided by Nike Man. to join the Atlanta Braves for Game 5 of the NLCS against the Pirates in Pittsburgh. Dion did not play in that game. Nobody has ever played in a football game and a baseball game on the same day. But 1992 was Dion's best baseball season. He helped Atlanta get to the World Series, hit 304 that year, stole 26 bases, led the National League with 14 triples in 97 games, that's all. In the World Series, Dion batted 533 with four runs and eight hits while playing with a broken bone in his foot. And I certainly hope Aflac reimbursed his medical bills. <laughs> I should tell people, you know, because this is all pre-PTI. Since Reggie Jackson, and other than Mike Tyson, I, I don't know of anybody who excited you more like you were going to pass out right. than Dion Love week him. to week. Love I mean, him. you were out of control. Love him. Out of control over Dion. He, he Love him. Spectacular. No, he wanted to buy me a burgundy suit. I remember suit that. that was... When he played in Washington, I said, no, 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 not burgundy. Happy trails to any issue between Keenan Allen and Brandon Staley. Staley is the Chargers coach who goes for it on fourth down more than any coach in the world. Please. Allen is the Chargers star receiver who, because he is injured, was watching the Chargers-Browns game on TV Sunday. The Chargers were up by just two points when Staley went for it on his own 46-yard line what are you doing? with 114 what to play. What are you doing? Allen tweeted, quote, WTF yeah. are we doing, unquote, yeah. which is what most of us were thinking. The play failed. Cleveland got the ball, ultimately missed the winning field goal from 54 yards out. Last year, the Chargers were 22 or 34 on fourth downs, which is really good. This year, 5 of 11, not so good. Staley said he and Allen met yesterday morning, and here's his quote. Keenan's heart is with me, with us. We've already become closer, unquote. Uh, okay. I don't believe right? a word okay. this guy says. He's either going down as like the greatest gambling coach of all time or dope. Remember when we thought Jerry Glanville did crazy things? Jerry Glanville right. is sitting watching his television going, oh, my God, what is this guy doing? The guy goes for it all the time. He's not just going Now for his it. players... His players love him for it Ugh. because they say he believes Keenan in Allen us. Keenan Allen didn't love him. But 114 to go? Come on. You lose the ball you on your doing? own 46? Keenan Allen's right. What? Don't walk it back. You were right. Seriously. Huh? Completely crazy. All right. Let's go to the big fit. Let's do it. Uh, your boy LaMelo Ball yeah. left last night's preseason game with a sprained left ankle. Is that significant? It is, Tony, in that if he misses the first couple of weeks even... I mean, it just Charlie gets off to a bad start. He's their best player. It's just, he's a spectacular player for anyone to watch. Ron Rivera says the difference between his one and four commanders and the rest of the NFC beast is that it's a quarterback-driven league. Whoa! How should your boy Carson Wentz feel about that? 
Well, Ron Rivera walked that back a little bit today, but what he's learning is why did Philadelphia get rid of him? And why did Indianapolis get rid of him? And why did you sign him for all this money? You know, he gains a lot of yards, throws terrible picks. Killian Mbappe reportedly pushing to leave PSG just five months after signing a five-year deal there. What are your thoughts? What do you do, James Harden? You just signed the deal. Don't sign the deal. Go elsewhere. You may be one of the four, three greatest players in the world, maybe the best. What do you? Baker Mayfield will not need surgery on his high ankle sprain and could be back in four weeks. Is that a big deal? Um, you know, it's a terrible team, a team without any offense, no matter who the quarterback is. Just fired their coach. It's over. Last one, two NHL games tonight. Which one are you more excited for? Oh, Golden Knights, Kings. I can't watch an NHL game starting at 7.30, 10.30 Eastern. I can deal with that, and I will watch. It's because you hate New York teams and the Rangers yeah. are playing. We're out of time. We'll try and do better the next time, and I'm Tony Kornheim. I certainly hate the Mets. I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, Knuckleheads. You can get the PTI podcast on the ESPN app or Apple Podcast. How's that ear thing working? Here's SportsCenter. PTI. I'm... Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.